So welcome to Rethink Retirement, a Next Up podcast. We're here to show you how you can use your skills and your experience as you move into, well, I really don't want to use that word today particularly. We, we talk about retirement or unretirement because our guest is so not even anywhere near retiring. Um, I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. And each episode, we invite a guest to share their story of leaving one form of working life and transitioning into something new. And we know this can be a very challenging time. And we hope that by hearing what our guests have to say, their ideas, maybe they'll inspire you, um, and particularly if you're finding things harder than you expected at this time in your life. So today we've got a very special guest. Um, we met Leila Painter just as she was due to leave the BBC. And she has so generously coached Trevor and me plus our team in the art of podcasting. Thank you, Leila. And now welcome to the other side of the microphone. Hello, it's quite Hi. scary. <laughs> so Leila, can you just give us a, you know, a quick couple of minutes on you know, where you came from, your time at the BBC, your decision to move on and what you're doing now? Sure, the potted history of Leila. So I um, have yeah, I was working for the BBC for kind of nearly 20 years locally in um, Yorkshire and I worked my way up really from being um, starting as an online journalist working for the BBC website, um, which is a, a job I got because I was actually a web designer rather than a journalist. So um, I started off doing that and then uh, kind of looked across the newsroom a bit and the radio team seemed to be having a lot of fun so I moved over there and worked on radio a bit as a reporter as a newsreader um, as a producer and taking on kind of more responsibility until my final job was as assistant editor at um, BBC Radio Leeds or editor at BBC Radio York which is basically overseeing the running of the the whole of the local radio station which is amazing. It was just such a, a wonderful job. Uh, it was absolutely fueled by adrenaline, 24-7 breaking news and people saying things on air they shouldn't say and thinking of new ideas of what we wanted to do online. So it was a really, really fun, really, really exciting job, um, which I consider myself kind of really lucky to have done for such a long time. Um, during COVID, it became quite, I mean, I think everybody's job became quite difficult. It was really challenging. Um, and there were going to be some really big changes made structurally. And so the offer came of voluntary redundancy, um, which came at just the same time as my partner was thinking of retiring. And so I'd already had a, a kind of conversation in my mind about whether I could do this really full on 24 7, completely absorbing job at the same time as my partner was kind of stepping down from his role so it kind of just seemed like too good an opportunity to miss really to take the money and think about what I wanted to do next but I'll be honest with you I was so busy at work at the time and it came so surprisingly came quite quickly and then um I hadn't really expected my application to be approved but it was so it kind of all happened without me really thinking about it and the next thing I knew I was yeah not working <laughs> you're doing something quite different now aren't you Leila so talk us through how did you get to that well 
I, when I first took the redundancy, and as I say, this was during, it was in the beginning of 2021 now. So really we were still in and out of lockdown. Um, it kind of seemed like a strange time to be made. Well, in a way, I think it was good because it was a strange time for everybody. So my time didn't feel any stranger than anybody else's, but um, it was a strange time to be thinking about what to do next really, because the things that maybe I would, traditionally have considered doing you know going around talking to people uh you know knocking on doors uh meeting up with people for coffee to find out what was next all of that seemed kind of not impossible because you can still do things online but but different and I thought I'd just slow things down and take a bit of time to think so uh I I, I kind of took on this policy of I guess saying yes to things so that was how I kind of came across next up and started working with you guys on the podcast um but also I was asked if I would do a little bit of teaching, um, online teaching for the uh, university, the University of Leeds in their journalism course, uh, which I uh, obviously said yes to and um, absolutely loved. Um, and once I'd finished that first kind of wave of teaching, I've got the opportunity to, to do more. So I am currently working uh, part time at the university uh, lecturing in journalism. Wow. Um, big, seems like a big change. What was the journey like, you know, the kind of emotional roller coaster? And and who did you lean on for support in that time? I think um I mean it was that my colleagues at the BBC were wonderful and really supportive um of me supported me going sounds like they kind of <laughs> shooed me out the door but kind of really supported me wanting to change and um and were really open to chatting to me about what that might mean and how that might work. So so the transition was really was really lovely. I didn't find anything difficult about leaving and uh, people were still checking up on me and things when I'd gone. So, but it did feel like my my gang, my people that I'd spent the last kind of 20 years meeting every day. I mean, it had already been disrupted because I wasn't seeing them every day anymore apart from kind of Zoom catch-ups occasionally. So it had already been disrupted somewhat, but but that ha- not having that was was difficult. Um, I think I found it less tricky than I thought I would being out of there. If I'm honest with you, um, I think I quite enjoyed the process of wondering for myself what I wanted to do next instead of having all these like kind of hard deadlines that I had to reach all the time and things I had to do. Um, And my partner retired, as I say, about the same time. And he is very happily retired and very calm and very steady and very... um, yeah, if I have a wobble, he's always kind of very certain. So I think it was quite nice to have have that there because it then gives you a bit more confidence that everything's going to be all right and you can experiment with things and it'll still be okay. So I think it was really kind of helpful having him there. And I suppose at the time as well, because it was locked down, my sister was living with us as well. So we had quite a nice little cottage office going on here and I had lots to do. I think I threw myself a bit into how, what do I do with my CV? What does my LinkedIn profile look like? After you've been working for the same place for so long and all the jobs I'd applied for for the last however long had all been internal jobs. So I was used to applying for jobs within the same company doing, I knew what that company wanted from me, but what did the world want? And I suppose I'd always thought of myself as in one particular role and I wasn't sure what to do next. I don't think I'd ever really considered teaching, if I'm honest. I don't think it was up there on my list of what would you like to do next? but I really enjoyed it. It was like, I think because I'm teaching journalism as well. So it felt like I was taking 
the 20 years of experience I've had and, and putting them to good use. And, you know, and I really actually it made me appreciate my skills and my capabilities more, I think, because seeing them from the other side and being able to share them with people who who value those skills and would like to think about those skills themselves, I just found um, really fulfilling. It felt like it wasn't, I think I, what I thought I was going to have to do was brush 20 years under the carpet mm. and, and then get a new rug and try something different. Whereas actually it turns out that this teaching is a really good way of still using those skills and still using everything I've built up, but but kind of, it sounds a bit trite really, but yeah. to get on to the next generation. <laughs> Far from it. There's all sorts of things you're saying. I'm just trying to think which bits I pick up here because... That's something that we do a lot of, we spend a lot of time with people, you you know, we're doing a lot with professionals and in terms of helping them to see their skills in new ways. I've never heard that phrase before about brushing my skills under the carpet. That's really interesting. Well, I really want to explore a bit more because we were just saying before you came on that actually going into academia is what a lot of people, I'm not sure dream is quite the right word of this. It's not like dreaming, traveling, but it's certainly something that a lot of people want. And in many ways, it's what you're saying, that you feel like you've built up all this experience and skills and actually helped the next generation. I want to go back to that bit when you said you were asked to, because that bit is so important, because we try and tell people that if you get out and about and meet people, things will happen. You know, people will suddenly say, oh, you don't suppose you could teach, could you, or whatever. I'd like to know more about that, but also about the whole academia and how you're finding that, what you're loving. Is it frustrating any of it by any chance? And kind of just just talk more about that bit. Um, So in terms of, uh, yes, being asked to do it, I do think that I don't think I've ever considered myself a really blatant networker but I do think I have people skills like I enjoy talking to people and um and I and I guess I am a networker because I keep their phone numbers when when I've spoken to them and I ring them up and ask them for things and they ring me up and ask them for things so I suppose I am a networker but it just never really occurred to me that that was the case um and definitely um I think what was really gratifying actually was, and I guess because I've, I, like I say, I worked such a long time in the same company, I don't think you do realize so much. Like LinkedIn was just a bit like Facebook for people that I'd worked with rather than Facebook for friends. If you see, I mean, it hadn't occurred to me as a, as a tool of any description because I'd always been in the same business and so it didn't matter. Um, but actually, I have lots of contacts with people in lots of different places, and they were all, not say they were all pleased to hear from me, but they all seemed quite pleased to pick up the phone to me and hear from me. And I, I did not ring around people kind of, I hadn't got to the point where I was kind of like, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, what can I do? But it was nice to hear, you know, that somebody just ringing up and saying, oh, somebody, I, this has come up and somebody recommended you. And, and it just, it felt really nice, actually. And I, I don't know why that would be a surprise because I think I am reasonably well respected for what I do but I I think keeping those contacts and just chatting to everybody being really upfront about what you're doing and what you're willing to do I think that people would know that I would at least consider whatever they're talking to me about seriously (laughs) if you see what I mean so um so yes I was really just asked to fill in um And like I say, I really, I absolutely loved it. The first uh, teaching I did was just teaching online. Whereas now I have more, uh, because I'm a staff member, I have more of a role within the university, more of an administrative role. I can go into campus and 
kids actually see students and so on. And like I say, I find it a really invigorating place to work. And I think that's something that's always been really important to me. I've been lucky to always work in places that give you a bit of a rush as you walk in the door. And I really feel like a university campus is one of those places to see so many young people around. There's always something happening. There's always things going on. Is um, It's just something that I personally find really fulfilling, just being in that environment. I have really loved, I mean, I've said it to some of my uh, former colleagues at the BBC, it's kind of like, because what I'm teaching is very pr much practical journalism, it feels like I'm doing some of the same things that I was when I was working in a newsroom with less kind of uh, responsibility in lots of ways because nothing is going to go out on air there's nothing you know so it's kind of you get a chance to experiment and be creative with it in a way that's not always possible in a real life environment which is which is really interesting and I find the students as a whole are really open to learning and really want to learn and have loads of good ideas and want to chat about what's going on and and, and I find that really exciting because you go from a situation where you're so driven by deadlines and work and um, how to do this and how to do that and legal implications and all that kind of thing to being quite a lot more creative. So I find that really enjoyable. I feel like I've learned a lot from my students. It's not just the students from me. I did, however, and I'm sure that a lot of people either transition into different organisations or transition into different careers would find it like I just I'm still not 100% sure that I understand been there a couple of years now, but the just the structure of it and how it all works I find myself sometimes going like what does that mean to people <laughs> but I, I also appreciate that I spent 20 years learning somebody yeah. else I'm sure people used to come into the BBC and go what does that mean but I, I find it um and it's such a different um <laughs> because you know, it's just driven by different things it's not um I'm used to having deadlines all day every day you know you've got to get your news bulletins out once an hour you've got this program's got to be on air then this story's got to go out as quickly as possible this has to be done to the to this kind of more discussive like kind of process about learning and pedagogy and I don't know I find it it's really taken some time to get that into my bones it's much it was much more I think because I thought oh, I've been to university so you know yes. how hard can it be but it's very very different <laughs> it's very clear just listening to you talk that you know a new environment is one that you yeah. completely thrive in you know actually all of that challenge isn't really a challenge it just sounds like fun um, yes but and, and this so this is a, as you say it's only been a couple of years so it's a slightly unfair question but what what does the future hold I, I, do you see yourself staying in academia or is it too soon to I say think, or I think it's too soon to say it's a really good question and I and I and I don't know yet and I don't know for a number of reasons um I think first and foremost the reason that I took the voluntary redundancy from the BBC in the first place and that I left the BBC was to think about what my partner and I wanted our future to look like and our time to look like and I think a combination of kind of COVID restrictions and me getting some part-time work and, and and kind of the way we work through that means that we still haven't actually had that conversation <laughs> properly um, so I you know I think that's one that I'd be really keen to have because because if there's one thing that this whole experience has taught me, I think in the end, it's that 
I think that your career is part of your life and it's a really, really important part of your life. But the balance of that, I don't know. I don't know what feels right with me. And I think I've always been a person who's felt like they're quite career forward and career focused. But actually, I feel all right about not being that. So I'd like to carry on exploring that as well. So I'm trying not to give myself a career path at this early stage because I just want to think about it really I mean I do really enjoy it um if I stopped teaching you know in a year or so's time I would have had an amazing experience doing it and if I carried on I can see amazing things that I could do doing it so I'm not really ready to to make any kind of sweeping decisions like that yet watch this space Trevor (laughs) (laughs) you'll stay in touch We normally ask our guests, with hindsight, you know, would you have done anything differently? I'm loving your story, and I'm I'm guessing actually no, because you've just tried things out. But do you have any takeaways that others might help? You know, we hate this retirement word because it's so not relevant anymore, but sort of at this major change time in your life. I think... um... I had to go through a process of really trying to learn a little bit about myself. When I left my old job, there was a lot of like, but what will you do? You love this job, which was kind of 100% true, but instantly got my back up a bit because I would be like, yeah, but I am not just this job, you know, guys, like I have a life outside of this job. Um, And I think that that whole process of working out what your skills are and what you're good at and what you actually want to do which is sometimes different things than you're good at or sometimes the same things and like what you'd like to explore more of and what you wouldn't I I found that really interesting you don't get many chances to do that and I mean I'm going to be honest I'm very lucky because it was a, a redundancy payout and the fact that my partner I have got to this position where I didn't have to get a job tomorrow to pay off the mortgage or anything that means it gave me that time and I think if you've got to a point where you've got that time like really treasure it and make the most of it ask people what they you know it's a horrible thing to do but ask people what they think you're good at because it's going to be different than you think it is maybe like my the the messages on my goodbye card from work really changed how I thought about myself really like I so go on, what, what what did you get out of that then? And what were the messages that made you think about yourself differently? I think because uh, when you're in work, like I say, you're on a hamster wheel the whole time, aren't you? You're working really hard and you do. You have appraisals and you may do 360 feedback at your work or whatever it is that you do. And people are constantly discussing things you could do and things you can't do. But it's very, it's, it's, it's very career based if you see what I mean it's not very personal and actually it takes you leaving sometimes for people to I mean everybody's always been very nice to me I'm not saying people have been nice to me at work but people will write down you know times that you've had an impact on their lives or things that you've done that they found helpful to them or um you know things that you did that that, that that made somebody think something that you didn't even you know might have been just a throwaway comment for you and I think it makes you come away actually I could have done with some of that confidence when I was actually doing the job but it was quite nice to have a kind of reflective moment of what have you done and how have you done it it does make you think about what you could do I mean it doesn't work if your goodbye card is full of like see you later <laughs> Uh, Leila that's um, really helpful that's really fantastic and it's a great story one of the things I just wanted to say 
to people listening to this podcast. If you like it, it's really Layla that takes the credit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's trained us. She's <laughs> and if you, <laughs> and if, you <laughs> if you hate it, it's my fault and Victoria's <laughs> fault. <laughs> <and Layla. laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Layla. Thank Bye. you. It's been a joy talking to you both. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Our tutor um, oh, coming back to us. So um, <laughs> I just loved she's such a good example of yeah. um, all the things that we keep saying to people about. What, what, so what did I get here? Oh, I love the bit about I'm not a blatant networker. She is so like all these others people. Everybody thinks it's embarrassing to be a networker. Oh, no, I'm not a networker, really. I'm I'm a journalist. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm an accountant. I'm not a networker. And then she goes, well, actually, I guess I am because I've kept their names and I know who they are. And they're clearly, from what she said, all on LinkedIn. And she was trying to say, there they all are on LinkedIn for me to go. She didn't use the word exploit. I'm going to use that uh, word, which is really horrible. But, you know, that's the world goes around from people you know. You can't I, change it. Yeah, I don't. I, somewhere along the way, the word networking became a dirty word. And, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. People always say, oh, I, oh, I don't really want to do any networking. Oh, but I'll get in touch with everyone I know. When we do our workshop, I think I've renamed the session about, I used to call it strategic networking, I think, and strategic LinkedIn. And they kind of go, yeah. strategic LinkedIn? Can you be yeah. strategic on LinkedIn? Yes, you can. Yeah. But um, now I think I'm calling it new connections or something, which is faffing around, really. It's yeah. networking still. But um, I'm trying to be less, I'm trying to be softer and subtler about the whole thing. And that was well, one of the things that she said that we say. Yeah. Um, uh, unprompted so you know we didn't tell her what to say but she said when she started doing her CV and doing LinkedIn that she started thinking about what did the world want yes not what did not so much what did yeah. I want yeah. and I thought that was just a gem it was because she said the same as so many people we work with is you know the people we often work with are They've been, they call it themselves institutionalized. They've worked yeah. for one employer or one type of employer, let's yeah. at most. And as she was saying, I've I've applied for things internally. So I know what they're wanting. I know how the game works, but I don't know what the outside world is looking for or how yeah. that works. And yeah. that's when suddenly it becomes quite terrifying uh, because you don't know. You don't know how to position yourself, but she was talking about that, wasn't she? Something about her skills. I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, oh, yes, that bit about 20 years of skills. She wanted to share them with others, but she thought she'd have to brush them under the carpet. Now, I've yeah. never heard that phrase like yeah. that before. I mean, obviously, brushing under the carpet is really very um, visual, but yeah. uh, it's that feeling that I think so many people have that. Has it been worth? Have I got anything worth? Yeah, on? no, no, and 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 you know what was really fascinating? I mean, you know, she's talk about half full. I mean, she's just massively up for yeah. a new challenge. Yeah. So she's been so, so she could see that it's a completely different world, and yeah. the rules are different, and language is different, and you know how things work, and she loves it. You know that that change of pace, that change of direction. Yeah has really invigorated her and as you say the experience of passing your skills on to the next generation makes her appreciate the strength of her skills more rather than less yes and I thought that was just a, a great insight 
tell you what else I liked. She said, I was really upfront about what I wanted to do and was willing to do. And that, I think, um, so many people go and have coffees. I'm thinking back to somebody, a banker who gave a talk for us on one of our panels. And he said something about, I'm much more focused now in my coffees and I'm much more successful now. Yeah. And I think you can be too, there's a sort of compromise. You don't want to push yourself into a box too soon. Is that the right phrase? You know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. Sort of, you don't want to make the world too narrow because you don't know what's out there. And the more open you are, the more, oh, never even thought about that. I didn't even know there was somebody needing a whatever it is. But equally, if you don't, if you're not clear about yourself, then other people are not sure which, if you like, which box or which pigeonhole or whatever to put you into. So there's kind of a compromise between being open, but actually helping people. This is who I am. And this is what I would like to do, but being generic enough that it leaves lots of doors open still. The the other thing, it's obvious really when you think about it, but so many people, when they come to the end of a stage in their career, when you ask them what they're going to miss they'll say working with young people yeah mentoring young people taking young you know taking young people to the next stage of their career yeah and academia isn't for everybody but you can tell that she loves working with students that that she gets a real kick out of that and that's great yes oh there's so much there yeah thank you Leila very good um Leila always listens to our podcasts and sort of (laughs) tweak a few bits and I liked how you did this you might like to think about this another time yeah. this wasn't so good whatever yeah um so um where are we at so I guess if you've enjoyed today we have got lots of podcasts and everybody has a few pearls of wisdom and gems to share their stories are interesting but it's also what you can take away from them you know if, if you're struggling a bit um there's lots of things in there to know you're not alone and um, this is quite a hard journey for most people, leaving full-time corporate something or other into sort of the Wild West almost, where you know anything goes. And it's quite frightening without that structure. So have a listen. There's lots of videos, more podcasts, all sorts of things. Go to our website, next-up.com. And don't forget that hyphen. Yep. So you can find all of the podcasts there. You can also find... Uh, a whole load of resources, uh, stories, videos, all sorts of things. There's a mentoring platform that you can join and we will see you next time. And don't forget to subscribe.